2: Gladiator ready. Contender ready. Three, two, one. What was his name? It was a referee in the classic. Um
1: John. Yeah. Well done. Great um knowledge. Rhino Rhino, the unit used to when you look back on every units you thought they were. Yeah. Rhino lived. I think near where we used to train, like Cockfosters around there with Sarries, used to see him quite a lot when he was a unit and he gradually got smaller and smaller. And mm. I'm not saying he came off the juice. I'm just saying he got smaller and smaller. Who was your favourite guy? Then he wasn't. Shadow.
2: Of all time. All right.
1: Shadow. Because he was biggest, most jacked. Of mm. course, he was the guy. Because he, he
2: led his social life the way you wanted to.
1: What did he do? I don't know. Got he done for... Drugs? Cocaine and stuff, yeah. Mm. I, believe I mean, so. everyone's
2: doing it now. So what's the point?
1: Um, yeah. Thanks, Pablo and El Chapo. Yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks very much. Um, who was your favourite? Mm. Jet, probably, with knowing you. Your bloody Dianne girl. Dianu Or Nightshade. <laughs> Dianu, well done. From partridge <laughs>
2: uh, Well done, boy. I quite like Saracen. He an all-rounder. And Cobra. Yeah, okay. And Cobra, because... You know, for the little uh, introduction Cobra used to do, like a roundhouse. I just think, wow. But, oh, yeah. yeah. And
1: Hunter as well was quite cool because he was dating Ulrika Johnson, wasn't he? Was that right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he was. Lost his hair really quickly, though. Jealous. Which is a little bit of a shame. Before yeah, she's finding love she's now at that boy. 50. I always see it on the paper in the paper. Is she? Mm. Like she's a younger I think man. she might
1: be more than 50. Because 50 only eight years older than us, and she was a grown up when we were watching Gladiators. I think she might be a bit older than uh, that. But was she anyway, grown up? Pretty good luck to her. Have you watched? You never know, do you? you? Never have scale, do you?
2: Speaking of fit fifty-year-olds, it's reminding me of Liz Hurley. Have you watched the Shane Warne documentary yet?
1: No. Mm. Have you? Yeah. I knew you would have. You've watched mm. everything.
2: Well, do you watched quite time? a lot. Oh, don't give me that. You have got way more time than me. You go in the gym Where in the middle of time? the day just to kill time, mate. I've already been.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm going after this pod exactly. Well, I, was in I need a shower. The builders are in, and they're decommissioning our bathroom. So that's my shower for the day. Is the gym. Okay. So I probably do
2: twelve reps on. Don't need to hear that personal have a shower of the builders being in. Well, the builders are in. That's the point. Ah, oh, you I literally mean that? Sorry, I took it something else. Yeah, not no, not that. I thought I'd just to out of the house. <laughs> Keep your head down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Home avoidance. <laughs> okay. No, here. That. I've got the poshest builder in the world. Hi, Dave. How are you? Um, yeah, whenever you're ready, let us know. We'll decommission bathroom one. Um, so there is only one bathroom. Catchment. Yeah, Catchment
2: is like VW, camper van. Reading the FT.
1: Yeah, he hasn't. He has. He still got a van from his old, um, from Jimmer, his old boss, his, his old company, and he's gone on his own now. So he needs to get a new van. And I was trying to convince him to get like an electric transit, but mm. they are serious cash. That's, that's the problem. Cash.
2: You know, the government wanted to buy electric cars, but. They're 10, 15 grand more than a petrol or diesel, so...
1: Also, this guy... I follow loads of car people on uh, Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And um, it's kind of my thing. I don't know if you knew that. Um, And someone put up yesterday, they had uh, uh, an electric Audi. And it's it's not because it's an Audi, it's because it's an all-electric car. And it's like, Mm. amazing car. But it's just taken me eight hours to do a journey that should have taken whatever it is. You know, three and a half, four hours. Because the charging network is so poor... And I arranged my stops, got there, they were full, and I waited, and then one of them didn't work, some of them weren't working, and it was like it's just carnage. And I've literally sat in car parks, in service stations, waiting. And this is like, I just he's like, look, I love the car, but I'm not taking it on long journeys again because the infrastructure is just not there and it's painful. And time and again you read this stuff. But the point is, he gets absolute pelters from people on the internet. Yeah, you're blaming the car, are you? The infrastructure, yeah. Bet you weren't prepared. You weren't prepared. It's like, no, no. I was prepared, but also, also the, the chargers were broken. They're out there loads of them don't work, you know. And it's like, actually it's really imperfect. Everyone kind of agrees with that. So if you do lo- if you do heavy mileage, all electric cars are not for you unless you don't have to be anywhere at a certain time.
2: of mine Matthew Bennett loves a big chicken Kiev, and anything beige basically. Um, he went to London and charged his car overnight. Got in it next morning. Had to get back to work and. Didn't charge properly, so
1: yep, can't get back to work. Mm. So I got a, you know, um let's just call him a mate. No, i've got a mate down here who he got an electric car on. It was literally a. Oh, you a, got another
2: story to? So yeah, not, someone, not happy with well, one. You got you got a no, combat mine now, have you?
1: No, but no, it's the same. It's not the same. It's but it, he he got he's got a hybrid, but a part time hybrid thing, a mild hybrid. Mm. Someone drove into it, so he got a high a courtesy car, work sorted him out, a courtesy car. It arrived, and it was a plug-in electric car. Mm. He's like, oh, this is cool. Um, and he drove it around all day, and it did everything he needed. It didn't need that many miles, so he got all the range and stuff. And But it was almost empty when he got home, so he plugged it into a domestic plug overnight, woke up, and he's like, assuming it would be fully charged like your phone was. He was like, mate, nowhere near fully charged overnight, mm. like nowhere near. Mm. So... And this is a big brand as well. It's like, you know,
2: I... Same story as mine-ish.
1: Well, he was in London, but I'm talking about domestic plug at home is what I'm talking about. It was a domestic,
2: it was the normal oh, plug. Oh, I thought you said a charger and... No, I it's just you, that you just charger. plugged it in in, in London. I, 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 I went. Have you been in an electric car? Yeah. driven one? Yeah. I drove no, one. I ha- uh, yeah, I have driven one, yes. I drove one and... Uh, no, I drove two. And I got out of the car. And the bloke in the garage went, no professionals, so I'm not professional, because he should be. <laughs> <laughs> I hit a ramp, mate, I did a somersault in the car, went end over end, landed, got and said, what are you worried about? <laughs> oh, <for laughs> sake. Uh, anyway, right. I have, okay, uh, you, I you win an electric car story, I'll give you that. But I'm
1: getting a hybrid, and you won't have one, and I will. Hmm. so it's one of those things that whether or not it's the way forward it is the way forward in terms of spending less cash on a monthly basis because electric bills mate. are made. Oosh. I know well no mine's not plug in mine's mild because you're not allowed to plug in where I am are you not no and also i I'd have to plug into my kitchen and it would charge about 10% overnight
2: or something it would be useless I can imagine you're getting a massive generator out the front <laughs> yeah. starting up like a lawnmower <laughs> making noise all night no oh, but you so if you've got like a charging his car again
1: if you've got like a big, like a private, like a driveway at your house, I'm sure you could, like you've got a driver. Mm. you could just put a big charging point in. I'm on, I'm on street basically and on a, you know, listed buildings and stuff because they're old and you cannot, you can't just put a bloody, oh, I was not a Tesla, but you can't just get a, whatever you call it, a supercharger, but outside mm. your house. You can't, well,
2: yeah. You can put a lead, like an extension lead from. from yeah, the but door.
1: then you've got, you th- then you've got extension lead through your, yeah, across the pavement to your mm-hmm. car. But you also can't, because I live in the city, you can't guarantee you're going to park outside your house. Big so plan. yeah, it so it just doesn't work. And also yeah. you've then got, you see these people who have the little rubber sort of ramp things they put over the wire on the pavement so that people yeah. don't trip so buggies yeah. can get over it and they stuff. get them at events as well. Mate, yeah, there's Yeah, yeah, there's petitions in Bath for people to remove those because people are tripping on them and stuff. What, like Bath roller, is like a Rollerbladers. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly it. Yeah, skateboarders don't like it. But Bath is a lovely place to live, but people do not mind getting involved in your affairs and Mm. saying, "Could you, would you mind not plugging your car in? But even if I had the lead, I would be plugging it in in a plug in the hallway and it would charge at 10% a night or something, and that's useless. And then I'm driving, Mm. you know, if I think about my mileage in the last five days, like I would love my mileage to be reduced, but currently it can't be really. So I take the train whenever I can, because I prefer it and I can do my work on the train, like you do, but... It's well, it's handy for work, but my mileage was unnegotiable this the last few days, and an electric car would have absolutely ruined it. Would have ruined it, Mm. no matter what you've got, it Mm -hmm. would have ruined it. So not for everyone, hey? No, it. I'm I'm up for it. I'm mad up for it, but I I also think that electric cars are actually not the answer. Yeah, I can. I mean, I mean, they're not. I mean, they're not the answer. They're just not the answer. But. The government, the government, various governments are pushing them really hard because they...
2: Regime don't like it.
1: But they want, they want votes. They want something immediate. They want something short term. And actually, when you start looking into how amazing electric cars are for the environment, you realize they're not that amazing at all. And they're not that free at all because power isn't free,
2: <laughs> you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, with great power becomes great responsibility. Becomes, yeah. Becomes, sorry, yeah, yeah. Becomes, yeah. Um, do you want some exciting news? Are you pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I like wine. You're not um, having a baby.
1: One person I know is not having another baby. Well, it's I you. can't, mate. I can't. Um, they cut it off. Didn't they? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Should've remember done, when you went in? Of course, you remember. Listeners, when he, yeah, listeners, when he went in, um, Shanks sent Michelle, our agent, and me a screenshot of her. He had his Garmin watch on or whatever it was, and his heart rate, you were just sitting there working, and your heart rate was flying. It was 120, 130, wasn't it? <laughs> flying. Like that.
2: I was a little bit nervous um, and that showed quite clearly. Um, you yeah, know, Matt
1: Powell, well, I want yeah. your story, but Matt yeah, yeah. Powell, this is private information, but he's on holiday so he'll be listening to this as he drives. He, Where's um, he gone?
2: Chinisia. <laughs> he's
1: gone, he's gone Chinisia, he? yeah, he's, got he's, gone, he's gone skiing in France because posh, isn't he? So, he's, um, he, he went for the snip and he thought, well, he knows everyone, he knows everyone in Bath, like everybody, so, and sort of that sort of area because that's his job to know everyone basically mm. and he, um, he thought I'm gonna go a bit further away and he went quite a long way away. He went, he sort of drove and out, booked himself into somewhere an hour away. And drove down there just on the quiet, ten o'clock on a Tuesday morning job, walk in. You take your trousers off, please. Ah, oh, you're oh Mr. Powell, yeah, I've seen you um, hosting the corporate in the Rico suite at Bath. Very good. Think you know my husband. And this a woman comes out who knows him and he's Oh, for God's sake. Yeah,
2: here's my balls. Oh, don't want that, do
1: you? What do they do? Can you tell me? Can you tell me the action from walking in? Can you tell me? I want, I want your story, but I want to know what they do first. Well, you have got to go for a
2: consultation first, and you should yeah. go with your partner because it's it's not just a one person decision; it's two person decision. Don't have to though, do you? you don't have to, but the doctor right. does ring your partner and gives yep. a message or speaks to him or her to say that this your. Unlikely to be him, isn't it? Well, I'm just covering bases, yet. mate. Leave me alone. I oh, know you are.
1: I was about to say that, and then I realised I shouldn't say it. <laughs> I don't know. It's right or wrong anymore. She,
2: him, or it. If it yeah, oh. it rings. I mean, my my dog is, is great on the phone. I don't want to be right. My, <laughs> right. my dog isn't great on the phone, but the doctor <laughs> did ring him. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, you just have a chat through about why. And then uh, he took me by surprise a little bit. He said, right, let's have a look at him then. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I wasn't prepared. Um, but... Drop my trousers, they're just checking for um the the pipe, um, to see if it's sort of Wee. clear and have a little feel of it. Um I don't know what it's actually called, the tube in your testicle, where the which they have to burn and cut off, which the um David Seaman I gather passes through. Um so yeah. that took me by surprise because I wasn't expecting that. Um otherwise it would have been lovely. It would have been like the Chelsea flower show down there, but it wasn't quite it was a bit more like Nottingham Forest. Sherwood Forest. Yep. And yep. um so then you you get booked in, uh you go in and you're not advised to drive, I don't think you can drive. So Bubs took me. And it takes about an hour. You gotta have a painkiller. Like, give me a strong painkiller, mate. It might be like might be like something like Diasy but that's more of a sleeping pill, isn't it?
1: I don't know. I think it's mm. muscle relaxant, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, well,
2: you've got to take something, and it, it spaces you out a little bit. So it's yeah. a little bit more than the sort of codeine. And you put a gown on, and you go in. And then you just have a chat with them while they're doing it. They numb it with some local anesthetic. And you've got three people just messing around down there. So, so as this is too much information, but as you're saying it, my balls are shriveling up.
1: And I'm just so like, yeah. It's,
2: yeah. I'm awkward now, so I've probably said this before. I'm just having a chat with him about, like, um, I said, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm a little bit nervous. It's normally a lot bigger. That was the first thing <laughs> I had to say. <laughs> of course to, you did. Of course you try, did. I was trying to get in the front foot, like, dominate the conversation. And I said, oh, okay, what's it like, guys, doing the, the job you love? It must be so rewarding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, mean, I had, uh, I got stamped on in a game once. and Well, lots of times, but once I got stamped on in it um, – Basically, like they, it when I say it tore, it basically like I had grazes and like long cuts, not yeah. that long, uh, cuts on my all over the, all over the place. Like, I got my like balls and gentleman's area stamped on, and it was like it was fine and it was really sore. So I basically put a lot of Savlon on it and cleaned it and sat and so and and made sure I wore cotton pants. But of course, when you're playing rugby and it's you're training and you're going from one session to the next, to the next it's, you can't shower in between every session. So it's like, mm-hmm. what you want to do is keep it dry so the cuts can heal. And it was about two weeks after I'd, a couple of games later I'd, after I'd been stamped on, I was like, I'm pretty sure there's an infection. So I went to the club doctor and he was like, I don't think there is, but go to the genito urinary clinic. And I was like, why do I need to go there? It's just a wound, it's just a cut. And he said, I'm, I'm worried that you need, you know, I'm worried that it might be something else. And we don't want it to infect your whatever it is. Mm. I don't know. This is 15, nearly 20 years ago, urinary stuff, whatever. And I was like, okay. And he goes, they'll probably give you antibiotics that are more effective than what I'll give you. So, okay. So I went in, I thought they were all the same. I went in and it's literally like, drop your kegs. And I said to this, the woman was there and it was just typical. She walked in and she was, you know, 45 Mm. years old or something, but really attractive. I was like, oh, this is typical. Walk in, and she's like, right, and, and I said, yeah, and she That's said, um, I said, yeah, I said something like, yeah, uh, like it was shave. aftershave, um, I had a bottle of wine with me, and we went from there, and we married 15 years, uh, no, but we, um, I said something along the lines of, God, this, yeah, this is not how I would ideally be spending my Monday morning, and she goes, God, imagine being the person who has to do it, I hate the things, right, let's have a look, <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, yep, there we are, I hate the things, she literally
2: had a face on her, like, ugh. Ugh, hate them. Yeah, right, Really It's st- down the bottom end of the scale of looks, this one. Yeah, sorry about that. Does a great job. Um, yeah, anyway, you having a baby? While we're on the subject, I uh, was in fleur de Lis with Chiffy on um, Friday night. It's near Blackwood. And up the valleys. And we did a, a nice Q&A. And then we opened it up for, for a few questions into the crowd. And the guy at the back put his hand up. And he said... Uh, he said do you remember Ibiza 05 in a three man lift and I I get this like every sort of three years or so someone stops me in the street yeah it was basically myself Steve Jones and Gethin Jenkins went to Ibiza in 05 in the summer and we went to Delilah's every night with arm wrestling people for free drinks and signing signing shirts again for free drinks and um, and uh, I got asked to do a three man lift and I've never I've, I've never heard of it before and I was like yeah of course I will I was hammered, I was like, I'd love to. So, most people know what that is. I'd lay on the floor, and they hooked their arms and uh, legs around my arms and legs. Yep. And they uh, they said, are you ready? I went, yeah. They said, right, watch this now. And the third one come over, trousers down, been on the beach all day, sweaty. And uh, I got an arseful. <laughs>
1: Well, a face full. You didn't get up an arse full. They didn't in put it in face. your arse. They put it in your face. I <laughs> got an arse full in my face. <laughs> Unless they did put it in your arse. <laughs> they put it in your arse. That's a bit much.
2: Put your balls in as well. Yeah, you can. That's you a want. bit That's a bit prison in the 50s. <laughs> well, I got, yeah. So my face was covered in arse, basically. Oh, boy. Beach arse. And oh, fella. Yeah. So have it now and again. Like, they still remember. Less we forget. You could,
1: prob- you could probably still taste it if you think hard enough.
2: Right, anyway, my news is I've got a guy coming around today to have a look at me garden.
1: Give you an arseful. You, sorry.
2: Have a look at me lady garden.
1: <laughs> have you? Right. I have
2: a look at my George W., my Kate.
1: Garden person coming round. are you thinking about what you're going to work cooking outside? Are you
2: thinking about that? Yeah, got a bit of that. Need a, a new back fence. That's knackered from the old storms, the old stormsy we've Stormzy. had. Um, need a new shed. Put my foot through um the entrance. yesterday. Arguing with the missus, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Just somewhere I can go. It's a retreat, call it. You already, you already punched the windows out. Golf balled it. The and retreat. <laughs> <laughs> so I need a new I need a new garage, shed, sorry. Um I need a new patio. And I, want, I do want an outdoor cooking area built in. So Can I I need, I need I need my yeah. lawn done as well, mate. And I yeah. don't want I don't really want 3G or 4G grass, yeah. or yeah, it's not too great for the environment. All the wildlife I got in there—where the birds gonna pick worms from?
1: Tommy, do you want me to just tell you something I found out last week? Give it to me grass? straight. Get get yourself some turf laid. Ask this ask this bloke what turf you'll need. But basically, if you get a company like I said, That's I said so in terms of maintaining the grass, like I don't need it to be like a billiard table just needs to be not patchy and muddy and she's like right we got a bit of a shady garden but it's like it's owner but you there goes you can she goes you can basically get a spray and if you got paid green thumb no no you know 200 quid a year to keep your grass in good nick you don't need to because you can get this spray and you can get yourself a little sprayer. I've even got one and they are literally like I don't know 40 quid and you got it in your little backpack or whatever you do they're really really but you, you top it up with that and she goes the spray you can just buy it and you put a little bit of seed down and then you spray this stuff on it and you'll be good as gold. That is all they'll do. So I think it's relatively simple to maintain a bit of turf on your own.
2: And, and I like real grass versus Astro. So do I, Big Dave. But in the winter, it's no good, especially when you've got young kids and you've got a young'un. You They can't play out there because it's just too boggy. Whilst the only good thing about having a... Artificial turf is that it's playable all year round, isn't it? Go out and kick football. You can Not make more. money off it every day of the week, but without, I just worry about the knees. Without, I worry about the knees. Without getting mud in the house as well. ACLs, so mate. I might go Deso though. Is is what I might do. You know, like the Premier League and the top rugby clubs. Get some punch. Nylon, Uh so what? I would what I would say
1: is about your outdoor kitchen. Let's let's you know. Let's chat about it. Okay, let's chat through it. Um, I've got a bit of experience, but also. There is, and this is, well, it was well, it's not a plug, but it is a plug. komado Space. If you go onto Instagram and look at Commodo Space, they make basically units for whatever grill you've got. They can pretty much fit your grill yeah. in it. They've got a top for it, and it's genuinely a brilliant thing. Um, and they it's got you know drawers and all that sort of stuff and storage, but it is so well made, and they'll come and help you put it together and do all that stuff. It's genius. Got a
2: question for you. I've got a komado Joe which. Is the smaller one, so it would suit yeah. like your Mark Mapletofs, your Austin Healy's, Danny Cares, yeah. those types of Simon Amor, yeah, those yeah. types of people. Um, do I need to get because I'm over six foot? Do I need to get a bigger one? Yeah, you need to get a classic. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. No,
1: you do, and <sighs> you can have both, but you need a classic. But um, look, let's have a chat about that. I, you know, you'll, I'll, will be, I'll be able to find you one, mate. I'll find you one.
2: Can you get secondhand ones.
1: Yeah, I'll have a, I'll have a couple in the garage probably. You know what I'm like.
2: Okay, that that was a, that was the first thing. The second thing is I need to get. I'm going to get a built-in gas barbecue as well. Um, yep, have to. Yep, it's just me a lot too. Quicker. Got one, Brilliant. and then Brilliant. I can put. I'll I'll have a little area to fit the Traeger as well. So that's yep. what I'm doing, mate. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: What you can do is have. I haven't done it because there's a really, there's a really boring reason um, that I haven't done it, but I planned to do it, and I did it at the last house, was actually have mains gas run out from your house mm. to the garden, and they can conceal it however you want, but you don't have a gas canister that runs out. You just have mains gas to your barbecue. Oh, I can't bother that, mate.
2: I got um, There'll be space under the, the barbecue anyway for a gas canister, and i got two. Right. And that's what I've done. But And I've got two for that reason. So when oh, one runs out, you put the other one in and you go and change the other one at Cardiff Gas in Sully. It's easy. Okay. Okay. On the way to work.
1: Well, that's exciting then.
2: Yeah. How big's your pool going to be?
1: Oh, I'd love one. Olympic? I'd love one, but. Yeah, I would actually. No. I would. Um, i just use. Yeah. Bubz is. Game changer. Um, Rainbirds It's fine. Rainbirds got a hell of a setup. minor Mine I saw on Instagram. Blimmin' hell. you Put it in now as well. Has he? Yeah. God, that, he's, someone's
2: doing all right. Mm. He's not He's not bloody divorced, is he? The Welsh wonga. he doesn't. He does secure. He's loans. not bloody divorced, Christ. Uh, right, so what have you been watching? Because we've done 20 minutes now.
1: Oh, fella. I watched the first last night of... Um, Slow Horses. Um, Slow Horses. Mm, knew it. App with a double P. Absolutely loved it. Okay. A bit worried about it, boy, because it's my favourite books. And... Mm so glad Gary Oldman's in it so glad Kristen Scott Thomas is in it it was so good absolutely loved is that right
2: yep okay which is an app now you can get on Sky which is quite useful
1: what so you get it what do you mean it comes with Sky so it's free
2: no it's not free but instead of having to go through watch it on your iPad or your computer you know when you go onto Sky on the menu there's apps it's got uh, Amazon prime it's got netflix it's got some other Mm. things it's also got apple tv on there so just makes it easier yeah Mm.
1: um i was i I said put the word out about sky glass and one one mate of mine sent me a um text saying we've got it up here in glasgow and it's brilliant but our internet is like industrial class Mm. industrial level good and Almost everyone else was like, "Don't get it." Mm. If you watch live sport and stuff, don't get it. Mm. Um, so it sounds like that's not the option. So I think I'll probably end up just getting Sky Q like everyone else. But it's just that it's eight hundred and fifty pounds a month, and it's just like that's it's almost, to it's twelve grand a month to have Sky. And it just it's 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 the money, it's but it just annoys me. It just annoys me. Can't live without it. Well, I, I've lived without it for. Well, you haven't. You've used mine. Well, yeah no, four years I've used uh, yes Joe I've used yours probably three times uh, well, I'm going to double check now because you can see how many times you can tell so yeah so. it will not be many but I've lived without it for four years and been absolutely fine but I do want it but I've got bloody I've uh, Apple TV again now I've got bloody Apple TV I've got Disney Netflix premier Now sport. TV which I won't need don't have premier sport oh. but it's just like bloody hell am I doing 150 quid a month on telly this is ridiculous you can watch
2: every game live of the URC on premier sport. Subscribe, watch, enjoy. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right, right. just I'll just... No, get the highlights, yeah. of the highlights on the internet. Tumbleweed. Uh, highlights on the internet. I watched Wonder Woman. What are you watching? With my youngest, who's 10. Oh. It was really good. Really enjoyed oh. it, actually. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was nice. It was good. For, good. Please. Your kids would like it. You're so bloody cute. Um, Yeah, we just watched it in bed last you night. You are. Yeah. Um... Helps that Wonder Woman's absolutely delicious. Not the point. Not the point. No, but that, but it's but just a bonus, isn't it? It is. But it was really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, good. Apart from that, um, I've done. I've done. What? This is going to hurt. So yeah, it's good. Completed that. I've got as far as I can on Yellowstone at the moment. So same. The um, what was it you watched yesterday? I've already, I've forgotten already. Slow horses. Slow horses is my next one. Okay. Oh, so good. I loved it. All right. Um Is that enough foreplay? play? Oh,
1: Top Boy, finish Top Boy.
2: Oh yeah. Do you enjoy it? Yes, fam. What an ending.
1: Yep. The ending, I gutted about the ending. Yeah. But that's the point, isn't it? They get you talking, don't they? Yep.
2: Yeah. But I think there's I only gonna be one ending, more series, fam. so
1: They're starting to film it this summer, fam, I think.
2: Redemption. Methinks.
1: Someone's mate, I can't I can't R-O-N. see R-O-N. I can't see Sully and DeShane both making Let's not it the spoil end of it. the final series. Let's not spoil it. All
2: right. Okay.
1: What a series though. It's absolutely brilliant telly. Mm. Agreed. And if you grew up in that sort of environment, you know, like me and you, you can really relate to it. I mean, all right. I lived in Kent mm. and had a very nice upbringing. But, you know, apart from that,
2: Right, do you want to know where I was this weekend? Um, you do. Well, let me guess. You do. Let me guess
1: where you were. Okay. You were probably at Thanethley for you Scarlet's Cardiff.
2: <laughs> Bloody good guess, mate. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, was there. Um, there are seven weeks of Welsh derbies now before the end of the season. Oh, nice. To catch up on because of Christmas period and watched derby period as well the games yeah. called off over christmas cause of christmas because covid the teams not being able to um get a full 23 out uh and it was a good game really good game really enjoyed it um i actually thought Cardiff were going to win off the back of a great performance against glasgow to come back from 17 nil down there's a red card calamar foamy which wasn't very clear on the angle there weren't great angles it People could have judged it as just a massive hit. How can you not have great angles? Aren't there 40 cameras? Um, Well, there weren't 40 cameras. Uh, And I was unsure whether it was just a massive hit because it looks like Calamaphome hits under Gwinnem Bradley's um, head because Gwinnem Bradley's head, who's a back row of flats he came on, ends up on top of the shoulder. Um, But it's a massive head rocker, so it goes right back and... Uh but I suppose when you when you do hit high like that you run the risk. If you're a centimetre off, if you're half a centimetre off, it's high um on the borderline, then there's a chance you're gonna get a red card. He was red carded, but I think that just galvanized Scarlet's even more. Cardiff got a couple of yellow cards themselves. Josh Adams got one. Um I think Dylan Lewis got one as well, but Oh Dylan. Um, Scots were really good, really good up front, yep. dominated in the scrum, dominated in like line-up drive, forward play, and Sam Costello was decent behind, scores a really nice individual try, outplayed Jared Evans, um, two players actually quite similar in the way they play as well, um, so decent performance all around, Scott Williams goes off injured, um, Johnny Williams looked good defensively, Johnny McNicholai gave us URC player of the match, scored two tries. He's a quality player on the front foot. Yeah. Really he good. He really is. Like His little stop and go around, Jason Harris, was was excellent. You know, yeah. player just he get, goes on the outside, sort of stops, goes again, just goes around him, and then dummies a kick and steps in to go under the post five metres out. But
1: if you think about it, Scarlett's lose Sioni <clears throat> so Calamifoni for 35 minutes. Mm-hmm but in the second half so they're down to 14 cardiff are down to 14 men 40 to 50 and 50 to 60 yep so for 20 minutes they're actually they are one man down 15 minutes more than cardiff yep. it's not that much different no, really
2: no it's not um and then the game was sort of already won by then so cardiff were playing catch up and they were just outplayed mate in every area of the game which was quite surprising um a team that's really good at home had a couple of big wins at home leinster glasgow uh, of recently but away from home they haven't won since last year in the rainbow cup so a few issues there but it's the rematch this weekend on saturday so and i think they'll do it what
1: sort of shape, what sort of shape are cardiff in then
2: Good. your old boys yeah they're, they're doing all right they're just not consistent enough and part of that is momentum you know not not being able to gain momentum because every time they do there was there's been a break in in rugby whether it be COVID or whether it be international period, um, but at home I'd say their quality away from home below average. Funny, so, eh? Yeah, really, really. You know, and you know what it's like. The the good teams win away from home. They find ways to win, and yeah. they they can't. They just can't get themselves out of a hole. Like the Dragons can't get themselves out. Can't get themselves a win. You know, they've won yep. one this season. Um, all the teams lost. Uh, over in South Africa, it's just proving how good the South African franchises are. I said last week on the URC Unloaded show that they've just a massive amount of pace. Like everyone's fast. You know, you're talking the back row, yeah. the centres, the tens, the back three. They've just they're so quick and really good finishers. And I think a lot of that comes down a lot of the ability to finish and naturally finish. And um, you know make and break, putting the ball on the boot straight away, being able to chip across and ch- uh, chip over, I think comes from the Sevens because a lot of them use that as a pathway yeah. through to uh, the franchises. But they're good and I know altitude would play a bit of a factor in in the games, especially uh, the Bulls and the Lions. But they've just got quality players, mate. And I, I see, imagine how good they'd be if they didn't have as many foreigners. Well, not as many mm-hmm. foreigners, but as many players playing in foreign leagues. So, yeah, I think they really added to it. the only The only issues have been when COVID's hit hard, and either teams have been stuck out there, or you know they're not being able to field teams, and it sort of put people off a little bit. But when you get there, they're they're good, and I think it's only Edinburgh that have won. You know, Bulls beat Ulster. Yeah. That that was looking to be a big game of the weekend, but Bulls were were too powerful um there was a yellow card i think to treadwell um which was a bit dubious um so a decent a decent week again of urc and i put a lot of that down to the weather you get better okay. weather you get better games okay 100% boy. i think as i said before that's the only way to get well to grow rugby anyway right okay boy. hit me with your premiership I, I watched a little bit of it.
1: Well, Sale beat uh Sarries beat Sale on Friday night. It wasn't much of an exhibition, but it was it felt kind of a big powerful game. Sarries getting it done. They're not their best, but they're winning, winning, winning. Mm. Um and they are, you know, they're a lot of people's favorites for the title. Um Exeter, Bath I I commentated on Exeter Bath and um it was an amazing game. First half it was 22-21 to Bath at half time. Oh nice. Brutal, the ball hardly went out of play. Absolutely brutal. Um it was breathless, like amazing stuff. And no one scored for twenty minutes, and then Chiefs won the final quarter of the game twenty-three nil and blew. But wow. they basically just they just keep possession and try and batter you down and wear yeah. you down. And against Bath, it worked. They properly ran out of puff and got shredded in the end. But there were real signs of improvement from Bath, but they were just, you know, just after sixty-five minutes, you thought there is absolutely no way they're winning this game there's you knew well 20 minutes left you thought there's no way they're winning this game and at half time you thought well they definitely could yeah so there is there is some improvement there but they got they got wasted in the end big win for uh, Exeter, though,
2: that because they've had a pretty yeah. poor run this year so they lost five, well. they've lost yeah they've lost
1: uh, going into that they've now won 6 lost 5 at home this season mm. so they've been miles off it really but but they're, they're in the hunt for fourth spot because Quinns look brilliant for third. They were they hammered London Irish yesterday, being Sunday, hammered them. They were fantastic, Quinns. So they look very good for third. So it feels like it's all about fourth spot. And Chiefs are in a battle with Gloucester who lost at home to Wasps, but they do have the game in hand, which was the Worcester cancel game, which they will hope to get four points for. Mm. Um, Saints Damn put bigger. Bristol to the sword in a big way. Dan Bigger, but I mean... Could Dingwall and Hutchinson carving up yeah the damn bigger well there was there was the um, Fitz Harding tackle the back row on Fraser Dingwall and that mm. was given that was given a yellow and that's been quite controversial but actually without going too far into it I think too deep on it because everyone's done it by now but it, it's almost like I think referee was Carl Dixon He's he's got a lot of criticism Austin's um, had a pop at him on Twitter as well and all that, but like that there, there was there was a reduction in height from Fitzharding. Like he did get lower, but then he hit up on the point mm. of contact, so he is quite upright. But he is not upright. So as I said on the highlights, like if he's if he's six foot four, he's tackling at about six foot, mm. so he, he's not upright, but he's too upright, and he clocks Dim wall in the chin with his arm that's on the swing coming on the way up. It's one of those ones where, if it's red, yeah. the ref gets hammered for it not being a yellow. He gives yellow, he gets hammered for it not being red. There is still a grey area. There are still grey areas within this process. Yeah. And Do you
2: think that I put something on Twitter the weekend because Super Rugby adopt a different format? So a red card, yeah, is given twenty minutes uh, without a player. Um, player's got red card he cannot come back on someone else has to come back on and that's to negate any decisions that the ref's not sure about because it is quite easy to get a red card um not like it was 10 15 years ago i i'm up for it i think it'd be a an addition to the northern hemisphere um do you want
1: to i think i know you like it but it, I think it, it can't be about decisions the ref isn't sure about. That can't be it. Um, it has to be certain offences you have the 20 minute rule certain offences you don't. So
2: if... Well your decision was the if, ref was, was a bit unsure. Well...
1: No I think he wasn't unsure. The TMO was pushing for a red. He thought it is a yellow so he gives a yellow but then mm. it's like right what offences? So if you for example stamp on someone's head deliberately yeah, punch and someone. they get carted off punch someone, yeah. foul play, but then it's high tackle. What if it's a horrendous high tackle and takes someone's head off? Yeah. Like Terence Hepatima put a bad one in a few a little while ago for Irish. Yeah. Of, if it's one of those, I know. then can he come back on? But then you've got a high tackle, but it's the same offence as Fitz Harding or Dan Bigger, who got, really got away with one at the weekend, you know, really upright tackling much, again.
2: Though. They don't happen as much as um, mistimed tackles um,
1: no, but you need you need it to be clear, don't you? Like I, or you, what you could say to the, the what the ref could do is you're giving them more to think about. Though is like right, this is a red. I am deeming it. I'm deeming it a 20 minute red, mm. or I'm not deeming it a 20 minute red. But then as soon as they deem it one or the other, they will get hammered one way or the other. So you, you cut. I think if you if you have someone who comes on and you know knocks someone out and breaks their jaw, which doesn't really happen anymore, but someone no. does something horrific. Yeah, they're going like, to get banned they,
2: for a long time, mate. Like, regardless of whether they get twenty minutes or, or they're off for the whole yeah. game, they're they're going to get a massive ban for that. Um, primarily, rugby is still an entertainment sport, and red cards, whether you like it or not, you know, do kill games. Often, I mean. So, England Ireland was great. <laughs> yeah, it was, but still killed but they the game do, a yeah. bit. Um, and I just feel, that, I think the Southern Hemisphere model so far, I'd quite like to see trialed. Just yeah, try and it also to see if, it, to see if it, it... Yeah, because you you want the best games. And I know ill discipline happens and there'll still be a process after the game where people sit in front of a, a panel and a banned or not banned or overturned, whatever that might be. So you're still going to lose a player to three or four weeks, probably. Yeah. I also think what supports your case is that
1: the the, hor- the really horrible stuff, there's the odd horrible cop, um, challenge in the air or high tackle, but mm. the really horrible foul play just doesn't happen anymore. There just isn't any. So no, nobody punches long. anybody. Yeah. No one punches anyone. Like even the first half of our careers, there was quite a lot of violence left over from the amateur era. Mm. And if you, you know, you we played away games at Gloss or even at, or at Leicester or at, you know, in playing in Wales was almost as was almost the worst, but playing down in France and whatever, especially in the forwards, but kind of everywhere was violent. Like you got punched and gouged and kneed, and it all happened. It was all going on, and there were still mass brawls. Oh. Yeah, there were still mass brawls. Mm. Like I remember being eighteen or nineteen playing against, I think it was Northampton or Leicester, and it was a proper mass brawl. Like it, it was. It wasn't thirty players, but it was at least twelve or fifteen of us. Mm smacking everything we could and missing. But it was full-on brawls, and that just doesn't happen anymore. And so I think you're probably safe from someone knocking someone out and being replaced 20 minutes later. Yeah, I think it's like, oh, well, happen.
2: what'll happen is someone will just target your best player on the field and get red That doesn't happen anymore. Mm. I don't see it happening anyway. Yeah. You, you know, you, you obviously defensively I, yeah. target people, um, either either... You know, you hold scrum halves down, or you know, you you try and physically dominate people. But in terms of like wanting to take someone's head off to take them off the field, um, doesn't happen. I don't think. Yeah. In the Mon game, because yep. if you do that, it, it's more you're, like, you're going to get yeah. a massive, a massive ban.
1: And what yeah, happens is big, there, powerful, powerful right? blokes getting it wrong, rather than powerful blokes
2: going out to kill, yep. sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, right. So, uh, do you know one of the reasons why I think... You've taught me round? Did you know one of the reasons why I think Dan Birger plays more of an attacking game for Northampton than for Wales? Partly because it's easier. Yep. So, they're easier games than Six Nations. Um, The opposition aren't as tough. That's just a fact. Uh, But you mentioned them already. Um, The two centres play a massive factor in that, uh, in Dingwall and Hutchinson. Because they're both really creative players and they're both completely different to say john davis nick Tompkins, and owen watkin they they just play the game differently then they're not big blokes so they have to attack in other ways and part of that is being either creative putting uh, other people into space or or using a different skill set rather than just trying to be physical and, and get over the game line and that combination works and like if, I just wish Wales had a ball-playing centre at 12 because it adds so much more of a dimension to their attack.
1: Oh, Alex Mitchell as well at nine yeah. is a genuine threat. Yeah, like, Thomas
2: Williams is, is good. At he words. is, yeah.
1: Thomas Williams is, but it, that helps bigger. Yeah. yeah. But I th- do you know what? I look at Hutchinson and Dingwall and I think, mate, Wales wouldn't pick them. He wouldn't pick him. It's almost that Scotland don't pick him. Scotland don't don't pick him, and it's almost like, well, I I wonder why. Because it's almost like I watch him play every week, and he is on a really bad day. He's about a seven and a half out of ten. On a good day, he's about a fourteen. Like he's unbelievably, he's a brilliant rugby player, and I feel like it's one of those. It's an old Neil Back job coming around again. It's like, yeah, but he's not big enough for test level. It's like, well, no, he carves people up. He's Mm. playing against internationals every week. Like he's played, he played against Semi at the weekend. Yeah, one of the best players on the planet. or that would was have been a his year man ago. as
2: well because a twelve more often takes thirteen because you're always yeah. lifting one man out. And it was an absolute time. Sunday
1: carvery, mate. Mm. He absolutely carved
2: up the midfield.
1: Like Phil uh, Dolman did, midfield, did to him. Like Phil Dolman <laughs> did to him. Um, um, so yeah, exactly. It, but it, mm. it's he he carves people up. So he's playing against Test players every week and carving them up. Yeah. So. It's almost like, I know Test Rugby is harder. I know that. But it's like, he's not suddenly playing against blokes he's never played against before. Half the guys he plays against, he will have played against before. And he's mm-hmm. carving them up. So it's, mm-hmm. And the people who are getting picked at Test level to carve up are the people he's already carved up. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's like conkers. <laughs> yeah. he's, you know, he's beaten everyone's conkers that have beaten everyone else. And, but also, the one, on the bigger tackle thing, I, I wonder if he gets away with those because he doesn't dominate the contact. He's upright and passive. If he if he'd smashed uh, was it Randhiraj? If he'd smashed Randra upright, he is gone because yeah. that is flat out upright head to head on head. That's a red card. But he doesn't. He gets knocked backwards. He's upright, but he gets knocked backwards. Mm. And I think the fact that he's passive and mm. upright <laughs> yeah. means that he can just about slow people down till someone else gets there, and he gets away with it. That's all a terrible technique. It, it is yeah that's what it is i don't think he's trying to go high and get away with it i think he's he doesn't want to get low yeah, and so smash him no, because he doesn't want
2: elbows knees hips on him doesn't
1: want it so in in attack and in under high balls and all that he's an absolute hero but i think defensively with big blokes running at him Randradra steaming at him yeah you know not not many fly arse would smash that but if Randradra steamed head on into alex Lozovsky. He would get hit very hard indeed. Mm. Like he would get hit, and if he ran into George Ford, he might go through George Ford. But George Ford would get low and affect a tackle. So would Smith. Yep. I think bigger doesn't want that. That's yep. what I think. Yeah, with your fella, I um, love him, but I think he don't want it.
2: It seems that Danny Kerr, on the on his he's on a new show now, isn't he? Like He's on a yeah musical musical show. Or yeah, you know, I'm just a slightly worried that it's going to affect his performance for Quinns.
1: <laughs> well, he's got another yellow card at the weekend. He's equal Gareth Archer's record of most yellows in a season with five. That's the a Prem. So he's got four or five that, games me. left to get, yeah, to get another. He's got four or five games left to take the overall record. What, he's a cheat. What do you he's, get yellow card for? He's a for cheap shot.
2: Being too good.
1: Um, what do you get yellow card for? Not getting picked for England. I was going to tweet last night but I thought I'd, I genuinely couldn't be asked to pick up my phone but I was like, if after I watched the Quinns game, I was like, if someone else was England manager, Danny Kerr would be the most capped player in history, mm. in tier one history. Like, he has been, he has had five years now of being the best scrum half in the league overall. Yep. Other lads have had brilliant seasons like the Robsons, Mitchells, those guys. He has been the best for years. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, and it's not, a, it's not a comment on Ben Young's, because Ben Young's is being picked for England. It's not about, but in terms of where they actually play every week, there isn't there isn't a scrum half including Ben Youngs who's had anywhere near the impact on supposedly the best league in the world where, whether it is or not mm. it no one else had anywhere near the impact and it's it's almost like it's it's not sad cuz he's got 84 caps but he would he would be a 150 cap player i mean it i don't mm. think he would be mm-hmm. and he's and he's still going
2: like have yeah. contracted him. why wouldn't you he's still the best scrum half in the league yep Yep. crazy crazy um Newcastle hammered uh, Worcester, forty five ten. Oh, did you see
1: Steve Diamond's interview? Uh, Read it. Oh, mate. Absolutely pathetic we were. Disgraceful. Mm. And Martin Gillingham's like, you know, will you lay it out in those terms? If I said, if I have to lay it out after that, I'll lay it out, right? And then he goes to walk off. He's like... <laughs> see you later. Like, <laughs> I did. later. Um, I did the highlights yesterday, but Topsy couldn't do it, and... Um, so we got Jamal Ford Robinson in and he goes, uh, I said, what well, have you What well, how would you react to that if you're a player? He goes, mate, I've got no idea. I have never been called pathetic on TV by a head coach. I can't believe it. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I don't think, I can't remember that ever happening before. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, so Saints were fantastic um, and Quinns are fantastic. Really, really good. Uh, Wasp did a really good job. Dan Robson hit a 45 metre drop goal. Oh, nice. Um, at, at King's Own, which was mega, absolutely mega. He had another really good game. He's another class player who should have got lots of England caps and hasn't. Um, in the women's Six Nations, it, the best game was Wales-Scotland. Um, I've only seen the highlights of it, but that was the best game. Really, really good game. France hammered Ireland. England hammered, hammered 74-0 Italy. Sarah Byrne coming off the bench, causing carnage again. But it's one of those things that this, all the increased exposure they're getting and the fact that it's on free telly and all that that is what it needs because it will hopefully bring up the other teams because you do watch, I do watch the Six Nations and think, well, it's all about England and France, really. And it's a bit like Italy have been in the men's Six Nations for the last little while. They, you know, with respect, they just don't count. They do not enter the conversation of who might do well in the Six Nations. It's like, you know, can they manage to finish fifth for once? And then they beat Wales and everyone goes mad because it was great. But as soon as you got, whipping boys or whipping girls it just dilutes it a little bit and actually in the women's six nations there are a couple of those which really doesn't help but they are they hopefully will come up um but yeah Wales Scotland was great and
2: I didn't I didn't um, watch it but I did um I did read about it they were down as well weren't they they were behind yeah
1: um yeah yeah. it looked really good again I've only seen the highlights you know we have to watch, you have to watch all the URC. So I've got to finish, I've got to finish Sunday having seen six Premiership games in full. So it's like, right, when I watch other other tournaments, it's like, right, I will watch those during the week. I haven't, it's Monday morning here, I haven't watched them yet. But um, I've seen the highlights, it's really good. England just absolutely carving up, absolutely carving up.
2: I won't be watching much rugby this week. Unless oh, I have go. to, because it is Masters we week. Is that snooker? Yeah. You love snooker, don't you? Golf. Um, it's golf. Oh, yeah, golf. Oh, that sounds Green brilliant. Green jacket. Tiger might be playing. He's having a, a couple of practice rounds this week. Seeing how fit he is. But I think John Rahm is favourite. It's going to be great. It's, if there's one golf tournament I could watch Um and no other, it'd be the Masters. It's It's brilliant. I love it. So at Augustus. Yep. Augusta. Augusta, Augusta or Augustus? <laughs> Augustus Gloop. <laughs> You're
1: thinking of Charlie and Charlie. Augustus Gloop. Uh,
2: where's yeah, the place that the, you,
1: thing. where's the place you asked Dricko if he'd played and he had? That was it, I think. Has he played He's played Augusta, has he? Does yeah, that, is he? Is that amazing week. thing? Is that like, it can't get is on that there. like an amateur rugby player playing at Twickenham sort of
2: thing? Um, what, why it, is it so special to play? Is it well, just, support Twickenham, nah, not Twickenham. Like Ellis Park, right. or something like that, principality or something yeah um yeah it's that it's the best course it's the greatest course um and it's it's the number one tournament mate so Drico played there well done i, d- I don't even want to talk about because it, it annoys me that he's done it yeah yeah, <sighs> yeah. i'm gonna and go even and, brag and about, about it 2024 20, i'm gonna go um you're welcome to come but you hate golf no nah, i won't be coming though no. It's obviously got the World Cup. I don't area. hate golf. I'm just not interested in it. Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. It's not for everyone.
1: It's like rugby's not for everyone. Mm. Golf's not for everyone. There's no sport that's for everyone except football.
2: Water sports. Um, you love that. You really right. horrible bugger. Uh, what you got on this week? I've I've got a long lunch with Gareth Thomas on Thursday in Le Monde. It's going to be a bit of fun. And... Covering oh. a URC game, the return leg of Cardiff Scarlets at the Arms Park on Saturday. Oh, what do you got? I'm going on holiday in the morning. Ah, Where you off?
1: I'm actually getting on an airplane all five of us are going to Tenerife. Tenerife. We. Um,
2: I went to we eleven. A reef
1: covered all years. Yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> we booked Dubai and then found out Jim Hamilton was going to cancelled it. Um, was he going again? He's going again he loves it, mate. He's obviously got a deal, has he? The, only issue, I, the um, only issue he's
2: got, because he starts using powder on the top of his biscuit now, when he goes in the pool mm. and it gets hot and when he gets sweaty, black runs down his cheeks. Yeah, That's why he always wears a black cap. Yeah. Because he's got a little flannel under there, like on the top of his head. Right. Yep. So. Okay. So, we,
1: so we're going to, I've got a friend who recommended a a hotel in um, Tenerife. That she Hard Rock? Said, she uh, said it was really nice not telling you where it is and um, then um, I oddly had another Mark friend Warner. who went there who is a, well not a friend um, someone I met at a dinner who is an England cricketer I won't tell you who it was because then you, you look it up and find out where we're on holiday and it feels a bit weird but um, bottom. he went as well and said it was amazing absolutely loved it so we're going out there Brassens all more. three kids including the baby uh, it was Devin Malcolm and um, and that's going to be great. And then when we get back, we're bouncing down. So I've got a weekend off rugby next weekend. So BT were very kind, sent through some European dates for me. And I said, I'm actually going to have I a weekend off. I wouldn't do and it, when i will
2: do the BT because someone's going to come in and have a stormer and that'll be the end of you.
1: Well, no, yeah. I am booked in for the week after, so don't worry. Um, I'm doing year, two man. games the week after. So um, at some point, mate, you've actually got to have a holiday. And it's as in our line of work, <clears throat> I, well, I find it, I have found it almost impossible to book holidays because there's Robert's always something over? you could stay for. Well, yeah, but then Devon—I De- De- don't find it difficult to book going down to Devon. But then it's like, even now we, you know, we're going somewhere else in July and having having a, a second holiday, which is very, very nice. But going somewhere else in July and. You know, I said to Mich- I always say to Michelle, if I've booked a holiday, don't tell me what work I could have done when I was away, oh. right? And she sent me through a couple of things because I didn't do my diary invite properly. So she didn't know we'd booked a holiday in July and she sent through these
2: things and it's like, oh my God. Oh, Saturday me Night me Live with Anton Deck. Don't tell Steve me that. Steve Coogan.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, he's coming, oh I listen- he's coming to Cardiff soon. Cannot
1: wait. Oh, God, you'll be all over that. Mm. You'll be all over- I'll tell you what I listened to yesterday. I listened to... Uh, Well, I finished the audio book, Shuggy Bane, which was amazing. Don't recommend it for you. Um, But it's amazing. Um, And um, I listened to the Parenting Hell podcast, Rob Beckett and uh, Josh Widdicombe. I listened to a couple of those. Very, very good. Mm. Very, very funny. Um, Tom Davis is on one of them. And he's obviously hilarious. Yeah. He is a father now. Got a sur- they've had a baby through a surrogate. Yeah. Really interesting. And Ben Mee, who is a Burnley footballer was on it. Um, the ones I listen to. They are very funny. Rob Beckett gets me. Absolutely gets me. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he was a funny, on funny guy, yeah. The big fat quiz of the year yesterday on Channel 4. He's brilliant. He's so funny, fella. He's like, well, he's, he's got one of these faces he just can't stop staring at It's like he's made of clay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's massive teeth. Yeah. Huge specks. And like, Always looks like he's got a toupee on. Yeah. yeah, Lego, like
1: it's clipped on. Yeah, I think it's not, though. Uh, yeah, all good. So, um, that's good, because you've both got nice weeks coming up. You've got a long lunch, and I'm going to get a tan. So I won't get a tan. next I'll week,
2: we might struggle for a pod. Is that what we're saying?
1: Yeah, we might do it later. I'm, but I think we're back on Tuesday or something. so I okay, could, we could do bouncing. it Wednesday,
2: couldn't we, or Tuesday?
1: Yeah, we've got the builders in. So I've actually got the builders in now, and they're doing ideally when I get home I've got a new kitchen and two new bathrooms that is the idea but the um a couple of builders are actually they're staying here during the job so they're actually
2: staying in the house because they've they've come over to do the job do you know what I mean what I would say to you flats is make sure you've you've hidden stuck your stuff put it in a safe lock it up like what chains all my diamonds all my chains <laughs> You know, theme night thursday
1: theme night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my fairy cuffs um look good luck oh. to you fella and keep me posted on what um the what you might do with your outdoor kitchen all right
2: yeah we'll do i'll i'll let you know i'm going to i'm going to have a a good discussion today i might even record it on my phone so i can listen to it later at night yeah do that do all that all right fella well you know, look have a nice holiday all right lad get the cream on even though you have got european skin you still need to look after yourself, okay? What I say to you is this on your outdoor
1: cooking area. You, all you need in this country is a roof, a little roof. Mm. You don't need it to be enclosed. You just need a roof over your head that sticks out further than your worktops, right? So further your grill, so you've got a bit of shelter. And then what I'd say is if you're going to put some little lights in there, you would traditionally put your lights on the back wall of your little area. Yeah. But then when you open your Kamado, that blocks out the light. Okay. so ideally you need some light up behind your head as well and you can go mad on it I'm literally going there's a place called lights for fun as in lights for number four fun I'm literally buying some festoon lights off there link them up in the garden cheapest chips right. and so you've got light both sides otherwise you open the grill and it's all dark
2: oh, what your iPhones for
1: yeah but you don't you know what I'm saying yeah' a head torch I wore, I, wore, I wore a head torch for years till I learned
2: um, right. That right, do good you fella. well done boy
1: as I said Cheers, enjoy the
2: holiday and we'll look forward to seeing another baby girl in January 2023
1: brown fat's better than white fat see you upon my return bye hi I'm
2: Daniel founder of Pretty Litter